0: Oh hello! I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. If you've been following all along with these daily podcasts, you know Thursday is Nerd Day. You know, and we are going to do half the podcast of when the Steelers have the ball, half the podcast when the Bengals have the ball, all the numbers I've dug up, and uh, here we go. It's a big one. You know what time it is. It's time for football and time to jump into the action at FanDuel Sportsbook and lounge at Live Casino. Bet on your favorite teams at our self-service kiosk and sit back and watch the players duke it out on the field on our massive 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So when the Steelers have the ball, Kenny Pickett is up to 23rd in EPA. I mean, he's he's risen a little bit of late. Just ahead of Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Mac Jones, and Russell Wilson. Just behind Aaron Rodgers. Now, things are about to sound, get a little worse. The Steelers average 5.1 yards per passing play. That is the lowest in the league. Every time they drop back, they generate 5.1 yards. Not completions, per pass play. They also average 9.3 yards per completed pass. So when they do complete passes, that's 31st in the league, second worst. So again, his 5.1, and and that's the Steelers are at 5.1, and Pickett is at 5.1 yards per passing play, lowest in the league. On passes 10 yards downfield or deeper, Pickett is 20 out of 53 with zero touchdowns and seven interceptions. I mean, there's a Hail Mary in there, but not good. Um, last week, Pickett only attempted five passes between the numbers, but he did complete four of them for 54 yards. I think he's going to be a good you know, intermediate and middle-of-the-field thrower. They just don't do it enough. Um, Pickett's getting the ball out of his hands in 2.77 seconds on average. That's right about league average. So it's not like he's holding it real long. It's not like it's coming out like Ben last year. Um when the Steelers were in twelve personnel during the first eight games of the year, twelve personnel one back, two tight ends. Chase Claypool was in on the field as the second receiver for 60 of those 80 snaps. Last week with Claypool out of the picture, Pickens played 19 of 27 snaps of those of the 12 personnel, including 17 of the 18 pass plays. I think I told you these stuff before. And also I'm gonna try to avoid some of the snap count stuff on offense because go check out my article really talks about that as well as the importance of the running game. So I'm going to skip over a couple of those offensive snap count things because I told you about them earlier in the week too. So Deontay Johnson is getting a 26% share of the a target share of the Pittsburgh passing game. It's a big number. His 435 receiving yards is the second most in an NFL, in the NFL right now for a player that doesn't have a touchdown. It's bound to return to the mean guys. I mean, he's going to get in the end zone. But according to ESPN's analytics, A.J. Brown is the only receiver in the league that has gotten open more often than Johnson this year. He was fourth in this metric last year. The guy's getting open. He's going to produce. This is an ugly number, though, for both top receivers. Johnson averages 1.18 yards per route run. Pickens is at 1.11. Like, we'll get to the Bengals receivers they're much better than this. Every receiver, you know, Alave last week was like a 2.4. Two's a really good number. Steelers are 1-1. I mean, for their top receivers, bad. Um, with Claypool out of the lineup, and again, that's only one game, saw, Pat Fryer-Moose saw a whopping 27% of the passing targets. His 23% target per route run is also near the top of the league amongst tight ends. And if you remember, Friermuth led the Steelers in receiving yards in his team's first meeting with five catches for 75 yards. Um, Friermuth also ranked seventh in yards per route run and fifth in target rate per per route run in the whole league amongst tight ends. He has seven or more targets in six of his eight games this year. Big deal there. And, you know, he's been a, a star, to be very honest with you. Um, the Steelers 5.1 net yards gained per pass attempt is the lowest in the NFL. I actually mentioned that before my fault on that one, um, of the Bengals 14 sacks this year, seven and a half of them are from their edge rushers, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. And if you recall, Trubisky was sacked just once in week one. So got to block those edge guys. Uh, they're not real twitchy. They're more power players, but that's where their sacks are coming from. You probably know this one, too. Last week was the first time the Steelers have produced 200 or more yards on the ground since the 2016 season. But against the Saints, Harris was on the field for 50 snaps compared to 35 by Warren. But on third downs, Warren played nine of the 12 third down snaps. Harris had 20 carries. Warren had nine. And uh they Harris ran 16 routes as opposed to 14 routes by Warren. Okay. You know. Uh Pickett's eight carries last week were a career high. This is kind of interesting, but despite only appearing in six games, Pickett is twelfth among quarterbacks in rushing this year. Seven of the quarterbacks ahead of him have played nine games, and the other four have played ten. He's only played six. So He's going to be jumping up that list quickly, passing guys like Trevor Lawrence. Um, over the past two games, and this is a little misleading because of the Eagles game. The Steelers offense has churned out 361 rushing yards over the last two games, but it's certainly promising. Um, the last two games, Harris has handled 58 and 56% of the backfield touches. Those are his lowest two percentages of the year. Um, DJ Reader is a big time Injury to watch from the Bengals. So how about this? When Reader's been on the field, they allow 0.9 rushing yards before prior to contact. Very low number. That's the best in the league. When Reader's not on the field, they allow 1.6 yards, rushing yards prior to contact, before anyone touches them. That's 26th. I mean, he is a difference maker in the middle of the field. Um, the Bengals defense has been on the field for 570 snaps this year. They're starting safeties. Von Bell and Jesse Bates lead the defense in snaps played. Every other defensive player has been absent for at least 99 plays or more. Eight defenders have logged over 400 snaps and 19 have played at least 97 defensive snaps. So a lot of people have seen the field on defense for Cincinnati. Um Steelers have been exceptional in converting their fourth down opportunities this year. They are 75% on fourth down attempts. Really good number because some of those are you're losing its fourth and eight desperation time. They're not all fourth and one plunges. Uh, on just first and second downs, the Steelers offense ranks 31st in EPA. You'd hope that'd get better if they're churning out running yards early in the game and getting to third and shorts and whatnot. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a new trend that of this having success on the ground thing. Um, over the past four games, including overtime, not including overtime, past four games, Steelers are running just under 73 plays per game. That's the most in the league over that stretch. They also have the fourth most dropbacks per game during that time frame as well, partially because they're running so many plays. But and they were losing a couple of these games. Um Pittsburgh is the only team in the league that has yet to score three offensive touchdowns in a game this season. Yeah, I mean, kind of shocks me. There's not more than one, but still, not exactly a great endorsement for what they've done on offense this year. All right, we'll be back in a minute with the Bengals when they have the football. Okay, the only quarterbacks in the league ahead of Joe Burrow in EPA are Tua, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Geno Smith. He's been tremendous, especially once you isolate the first two weeks. The first two weeks were really rough, one of which you remember very well against Steelers, but he has been phenomenal since. And remember, he was coming back off an emergency appendectomy, a burst appendectomy, didn't play in the preseason, rebuild offensive line, Burrow's a star. Um, his average time to throw is 2.5 seconds. That's quicker than every NFL quarterback besides Brady and P.J. Walker. Ball is coming out quick. Burrow's average intended air yards of seven yards downfield is higher than just six qualified quarterbacks, though. So a lot of quick short passing. However, Josh Allen is the only quarterback in the league with more completions of 40 or more yards downfield, and he has an average depth of target between 6'4", and 6.9 yards downfield in three of his last four games, which is very low. But they still generate these long bomb 40-yard gains, and that's a lot of Jamar Chase and their receivers. So speaking of Chase, in week one against Steelers, he cut 10 passes for 129. Chase has only played in seven games this year, but still leads Cincinnati in receiving yards with 605. That's 86.5 yards per game for Chase. Pretty darn good. T Higgins has five hundred sixty four yards and Tyler Boyd comes in at five thirty seven. So the three of them are pretty bunched up. Um, Higgins has appeared in every game this year, but he's battled injuries and he's been in and out of several games. Um, He's played three hundred ninety six snaps compared to four ninety six by Boyd and four sixty seven from Chase. So, you know, Higgins is about hundred snaps behind Boyd, but he's the more productive player. Uh, I mentioned yards per route run. Higgins is at 1.99. Remember, the Steelers were at 1.1. Every time he runs a route, uh, Chase is at 1.96. Also very good numbers. Again, two is very, very good. They're just under. And Boyd's at 1.57, which is fine. You know, first slot receiver, third receiver. Uh, In the two games Burrow has played without Chase, he's had just 232 and 236 passing yards. That's two of his three lowest totals of the year. Also, in the two games without Chase, Boyd has been targeted a total of 11 times. But he hasn't done much with him. Caught eight passes for 82 yards over those two games without Chase. You'd think his numbers would be a lot better when Chase isn't in there. Um, mentioned how much Burrow's playing not better now than last we saw him. He's only thrown two picks since playing the Steelers in week one. How about Joe Mixon, though? Uh, if you recall, he blew up before their bye. You probably had him in fantasy. You played against him in fantasy. He combined for 145 total yards in week one against Steelers. But in their most recent game, he rushed for 153 yards, caught four passes for 58 yards, and scored five touchdowns. Uh, the Bengals ran for 241 yards in that win over Carolina. However, Mixon averages just 2.4 yards after first contact, which is a half yard worse than league, league average. So what he's creating after being his first contact is a yard worse than the average. Only 8% of his rushing attempts this year have gone for 10 or more yards, also well below league average. So even with that huge rushing output put in their most recent game over Carolina, since he still averages like 99 rushing yards per game, only five teams average less. And the Bengals' 4.0 yards per rushing attempt is also 27th in the league. So is a run game fixed? They probably asking the same question the Steelers are. Is our run game fixed or was it a one game fluke? I mean, a lot of that going on. Uh, Mixon's 585 yards, rushing yards, leads the team by a wide margin. Burrow's second at 141. Uh, Mixon also dominates the snap counts. He's, he's played 443 snaps. Uh, Somaji pre-grinds only been out there for 168. No other Bengals running back has even seen the field for more than a dozen plays this year. Even mop up duty, whatever. Um, The last three times Mixon has played the Steelers, week one and the two last year, 402 total yards against the Steelers in those three games, rushing and receiving. This is interesting, though. They're finally using him more as a receiver. Mixon's career high in targets for the season, for any season, is 55 targets. is the most he's ever gotten a year. And he's never caught more than 43 balls. Thus far, he's been targeted 50 times. And has caught 38 passes. So he's five behind in both at the midway point of the season, his career highs already. So th- that's made me crazy over the years. Why are they not throwing the ball to Mixon? Well, they finally figured it out. Um, the Bengals give up a sack on 8.7% of the dropbacks. The only team with a higher percentage are the Titans, Falcons, Giants, and Bears. So their O-line in protection is not worse, It is not fixed. Much like the Steelers, Cincinnati's offensive line has been very healthy this year. Uh, Their their weakest link, the left guard, Volson, has not missed one snap. Jonah Williams, the left tackle, Kappa and Karras have missed a combined 20 snaps. And Leo Collins, the right tackle, has played 591 of those possible 616 snaps too. So he's missed very little as well. Uh, The Bengals' offense has committed just four holding penalties, lowest amount in the NFL, A little bit shocked by that, considering the pressure they allow. So if you just look at EPA on third and fourth downs, you know, money downs, Kansas City is the only offense that's better than the Bengals. But on early downs, first and second, the Bengals are right in the middle of the league, 14th. Some of it's back to not running the ball very efficiently, you know, early on. And they were also a little bit um, predictable with their play calling. That looks like it's a little bit better right now. Um, But how about this? Burrow bails them out, you know, with their early down problems, third down and seven or longer, third and seven. You don't convert many third and sevens, let alone or longer. Burrow has completed 28 of 35 passes for 384 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Studley. Okay, how important is T.J. Watt? Well, When Watt has been on the field this year, they allow 4.5 yards per play. 4.5, it's good. When he's not, 6 yards per play. Whoa, that's massive. So if we just isolate Watt's impact on the passing game, the Steelers give up 8.7 yards per pass attempt without Watt, 6.3 when he's playing. They also force a sack on 9.5% of the dropbacks with Watt, against just 3.9% when he's not on the field of, of dropbacks. And here's an unbelievable number. And this is going to be how we wrap up the show. You leave on a good note. In the his last seven home games, <laughs> T.J. Watt has 15 sacks. Like, that's almost hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, over two sacks a game, over seven-game stretch at home. So, you guys are going. Be loud on passing downs. Help TJ get two more, if not more. So that's a wrap. We'll be back tomorrow with some key matchups and some general stuff for this matchup as well. Over and out.